Wars and rumors of wars. Our Lord told us to expect these things. As the conflict between Ukraine and Russia escalates, North Americans with ties to the region gather for prayer. They know to take this situation to their Lord. Saturday in Arlington, Texas, nearly 50 people came together for a prayer vigil. The event was hosted by a local church led by missionaries who run an orphanage back in Ukraine. Other attendees were born in Ukraine or have loved ones in the threatened nation. Meanwhile, in Manitoba, a group gathered for prayer. They're planning a Ukrainian language prayer live stream for February 26th. Times like these remind us how little we control. But we know the one who holds all things in his hands. And not even a sparrow can fall to the ground apart from his will. So please, join me in praying for peace. Our Lord God reigns, after all. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're thinking about what we need to know about prayer. If we took a poll of most Christians, most of us would say we want to pray. Even more, a goodly number of Christians say we will pray. But when it comes down to it, we often don't know how to pray. Have you ever felt that way? Okay, Lord, let's talk. And then your mind goes blank. I'll be the first to confess this happens to me. Well, today I want to look to God's Word. I want us to find encouragement as well as instruction to help us, you and me, pray better, pray more. God wants to hear from us. And that's very good news. All week, we've been talking with author and speaker Nancy Guthrie about the subject of prayer. And she'll join us again a little bit later in the program. And after that, I'd like to send you a copy of her book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. It is an easy-to-read, biblically-inspired picture book that gives kids all the essential tools to make prayer a lifelong habit. But I need to tell you, This is a book that has helped me, and other adults as well, better understand prayer. So for your gift to this 100% listener-supported ministry, I'd like to send what every child should know about prayer. Our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online and look at samples from the book and then make your gift there. Our website is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now, how about some music? Here's Alyssa Turner opening this Haven Today. For anyone who's prayed a thousand prayers And still can't find the answer anywhere of your own 
Album Miracle or Not, that's my prayer for you, Alyssa Turner. Opening this haven today, I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called What We Need to Know About Prayer. I'm Charles Morris. It's sad to say, but it is true. When we say, I'll pray for you, often we don't mean it and don't do it. Well, maybe we mean it, but we don't end up doing it. Sometimes it seems to me that little phrases have become just another way to say goodbye. I'm guilty of this. Maybe you are too. But before we start beating ourselves up over this, we need to remember that the Apostle Paul knew this would happen. We fail to pray, especially for others, not because we don't want to. I truly believe if you know the Lord, you want to pray for others. But Paul says we don't know how to pray as we should. We really don't know what we should pray for sometimes. We want to. We know we should. We even say we will. But at the end of the day, we just don't know how. Paul says the Spirit helps us in our weakness. He intercedes for us. He even prays for us to the Father in the name of Jesus. We don't know how to pray. Sometimes we don't even know what to pray for. But the Spirit knows. And through the Word, we can begin to learn how we should pray. And it all begins with our Lord. Prayer begins with Jesus. Now, what do I mean? Well, I mean, prayer begins with a realization that prayer would be impossible if Jesus didn't save us. In Ephesians 2, Paul reminded us that in our sin, we have no access to the Lord. We were full of it, full of sin. We deserve judgment. We were following the enemy. Sin cut us off from the Lord and his promises. All his love and grace were closed off to us. But that was not the end of the story. The Lord God sent Jesus. And Ephesians 2, 18 and 19 tells us what that means. Through Jesus, 
we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Let me read from verse 19, Ephesians 2. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household. Our prayers are only possible because the Lord Jesus came to give us access to the Father by the Spirit. He took us, foreigners, strangers to his covenants and his love, and he made us members of his family, citizens of his kingdom. We belong to his household. We can pray because he has brought us near. How often do we forget this when we talk about prayer? When we say, I'll pray for you. Sometimes we get it in our heads that we're doing somebody a favor, but we forget what Jesus did for us that makes our prayers even possible. It starts with the Lord. He came to us first, and he gave us access to him. And reflecting on that great love helps us to pray. It even strengthens us to pray. Big thoughts about the Lord and his grace move us to prayer. Joining me again today is Nancy Guthrie. She lives in Nashville. She'll help us understand this better. Nancy, we tend to keep prayer simple for kids, and in some ways we even dumb it down. But that's not how you approach the subject of prayer for kids in your new book. Why is that? I think as we introduce prayer to children— we can tend to use, you know, memorized, short little prayers, and all of that is good. But as I put together this book, What Every Child Should Know About Prayer, I wanted to give them some of the same breadth to what prayer is and what the Bible shows us about prayer that the Bible presents. And so that means that I wanted to talk about just some of the basics of prayer that we talk to God like we talk to other people and that we can pray anywhere and at any time. And so I introduced the idea that maybe they'd want to pray as they brush their teeth and, and that the Holy Spirit helps us as we pray. I wanted them to understand that we do more than just pray for things because oftentimes children's prayers mm-hmm. are very focused on two things, thanking him and then asking him for, for things. And so I wanted to expand that. I wanted them to, sh- to show them examples of people in the scriptures who prayed, because those are very instructive. And throughout the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we read actual prayers that people in the Bible prayed. And sometimes our prayers don't sound like those prayers. Mm. And so we can learn a lot from that. But of course, we can really learn from Jesus's own prayer life. The Gospels show us how Jesus went off at night. He would spend whole nights in prayer. He went off to pray by himself. But then the disciples asked him, you know, teach us to pray. And and there was so much to learn from just Jesus's simple prayer. For example, do you notice how short it is? Mm. The Lord's Prayer. So I think sometimes we think prayer has to be long and complicated. Jesus's prayer wasn't. But we also look at his prayer, his his priorities in prayer. I talked about how earlier about how we oftentimes don't begin our prayers with just simply praising God for who he is, but Jesus does. He begins with, hallowed be thy name, right? Because he's praising God for who he is. And then he moves into what is it? What what is what is on God's heart? What's his priority? Because he wants to pray about that. So he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What a beautiful thing to begin 
with children uh, to not necessarily begin with their own concerns, but to begin their prayers talking to God about the things that are important to God's heart. And what is important to God? It is important to God that his kingdom would be established on this earth as it is in heaven. Mm. He wants his righteousness, his holiness, his healing, his wholeness that is the very essence of heaven to become the reality of, of what we experience on earth. And we do experience it in part now as Jesus sends his spirit to make us alive spiritually. But one day he's going to return and this earth will become his kingdom. Heaven is going to invade earth. And so the Lord's prayer begins by teaching us to welcome his work in the world in regard to his kingdom coming to this earth. Those are grand thoughts. Yes. Let's introduce children to grand thoughts about God, not small thoughts of God. Exactly. Nancy Guthrie, thank you so much. I'm glad you could join us again on the program today. You're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. We're calling the program What We Need to Know About Prayer. Helping kids think grand things about God. That is so important as we think about teaching children to pray. But if we are honest, it's also important for all of us. We need to think grand things about God as well. And that's how we'll learn to pray. And that's how we will be moved to pray. As we remember all the Lord has done for us and his great love for us, we can't help but pour our hearts out in prayer to him, not only for ourselves, but for those around us who have yet to taste and see that the Lord is good. It's his love, his greatness, his glory that captivates our hearts. But sometimes it's not very easy, is it? Sometimes the Lord feels distant from us. And even thinking of his greatness only reminds us of our sin and pushes us farther away. We think grand thoughts about the Lord, but for some reason our hearts are cold, stone cold sometimes. It is in those moments that we need to remember the words of Jesus. He was teaching his disciples about prayer. And here's what he said. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Two encouragements for when you're feeling distant from the Lord and unable to pray. Here's the first. Even if you are having trouble finding the Lord, seeking and knocking to hear his voice, you are still in the house. No matter how distant the Lord seems, you're still a member of his family. You still belong. And don't forget... He is still there. It's like when my children were little, and they would cry, Mommy, Daddy, if we didn't come and find them, they would come knocking on the door to make sure we heard them. No matter where we are in life, we are in the Lord's house, as long as we have faith in Jesus Christ. 
And that means we can always find the Father. We can always ask, seek, and knock, and we can know he hears us. The door will be opened, and we will be able to enter into his presence once more. That's the first encouragement. But the other encouragement there, the Lord is good. He's even better than you are. And you know how to give your children good gifts? Why don't you believe the Lord is able to give better gifts? No parent would give their child a rock if he asked for some bread. The Lord wouldn't either. The Lord is good, and he wants good for us. And that's why he gives us and sent us the Spirit. It's why he hears our prayers and draws us near. He loves us, and he wants us to know his love. We know how to give good gifts, but the Lord knows how to give better gifts. And it's not just the Holy Spirit, for God so loved the world that he, what? He gave his only son. The greatest gifts we've ever received have come from the Father's hand, the Son and the Spirit, and in turn they give us access to the Father. We've been given every good and perfect gift from the Lord, even when we are feeling distant from him, that maybe he's not listening or his love for us has reached its peak. Well, it's not true. We can be encouraged by the words of Jesus. The Lord is in the house with us, and he knows how to give good gifts to us. And that's how we pray. We pray with expectant hearts, hearts that are ready to hear from the Lord and receive the Spirit and his love. We pray and are strengthened to pray as we continue to think grand things about the Lord and his love for us. And it all starts with him, with Jesus, coming down to live among us, to suffer like us, to suffer for us, and arise again to new life. His life brings us closer to the Father. And it is this closeness we have by faith that gives us access to the throne of grace. Now that's prayer. And this is what we need, especially today, to know, to learn, to do prayer. Why don't we just take a moment and pray together right now? Lord, we may be grown-ups listening to this program, but we need to come to you as little children to understand what prayer really is. Lord, we need to understand that we have a privilege to pray and that you call us to pray. And by your power and by your strength, with the Spirit alive in us, prayer can become real and meaningful for us and those around us. So teach us to pray in the name of Jesus, through the power and the wisdom of your word. Amen. Sweet
crowns, sweet hour of prayer on Haven today. Teach us to pray, Lord. A simple statement uttered by the disciples to Jesus 2,000 years ago, and followers of Christ are still asking for this sort of help. So when our team came across Nancy Guthrie's book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer, we knew we needed to share this book with you, and we needed to share it with young and old alike. Nancy Guthrie explains in simple to understand words what the Bible teaches about prayer. And this picture book is laid out with colorful illustrations, scriptures, and helpful prayer prompts that'll help everyone develop a better prayer life and a closer walk with Jesus. And a little hint, this would be a great book to put in a child's Easter basket this year. And if you've never done an Easter basket for a child, maybe this would be the year to start. So for your gift to Haven Today, I want to send you what every child should know about prayer. One grandmother I know ordered five copies of the book to give away this week when she heard about it on the program. Here's the number that you need to call right now. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website, 
Take a look at the samples we have from the book there, and then you can make your gift. Our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And don't forget to check out our Great Stories podcast, our most recent episodes featuring a fascinating conversation with Christians in Russia and Ukraine, as well as the extended interview with Nancy Guthrie about prayer. I know you'll be blessed to hear both of these great stories. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me here on Thursday. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. We all have our own fears. Some people are afraid of public speaking. Others are terrified of the thought of parachuting out of an airplane or swimming in deep water. The list goes on and on. But maybe there's one fear that's common to many people, the fear of death. And really, this fear started in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord. We all experience it, but what is death for a Christian? Well, the Apostle Paul penned these surprising words in Philippians 1, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For those who are trusting in Christ, it's a win-win situation. In life, Christ strengthens and guides us. In death, we get to be with Him. Get the daily encouragement you need for your walk with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Try it in print monthly at getanchor.com.